Hello, folks. Welcome back to Are You a Fan? If you like the episode, give us a like, share, follow, and come follow us on Facebook. Uh, even share it with a friend. Please share it with a friend. <laughs> so, question for this week, Joker and audience. What's up? If you got enlisted into a into a basically a space police force, would you go knowing the fact that you would never possibly be allowed to see planet Earth again? Seeing where the human race is going, absolutely. Oh, completely, one hundred percent. There is no hesitation. I was like, no, I don't want to be here no more. Right? <laughs> Get me out of it. I'd rather go deal with aliens. Exactly. <laughs> we'll make new friends out there, and that worked out for Star Lord. <laughs> Okay, so that brings us into this week's character, John Stewart, the Green Lantern. So, let's get into it. Real world. John Stewart, uh, one of the characters known as Green Lantern, is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics and was the first African-American superhero to appear in DC Comics. The character was created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams. The first uh, and first appeared in Green Lantern Volume Two, Issue Number Eighty Seven, December nineteen seventy one, January uh, slash January nineteen seventy two. Stewart's original design was based on Action Sydney Potier. I know, I know that name. I want to say I looked it up, and it, it does look fairly similar. Okay. I was gonna say that sounds like that sounds like a familiar person, historical person. Yeah, this is also the catch-up character, way late from DC catching up to Marvel. Yep, <laughs> seven years late. <laughs> As if you go back and listen to our Black Panther yeah, episode, we talk about that greatly. Yep. Uh, so the decision to make the character black resulted from a conversation between Adams and editor Julia Schwartz. Uh, in which Adams recounts saying that given the racial makeup of the world's population, we ought to have a black Green Lantern, not because we're liberals, but because it just makes sense, which it does. Because, like, why wouldn't you have someone of other races in your earthly core? I find it concerning she that they had to throw in the, we're not liberals or anything. Right. And that... Like, like, don't get me wrong. Human rights suck, but like, we should probably present to the black people that we're gonna, that we, you know, we have in this country with everybody else. Right. I'm like, I find it concerning that that was a point in the in the conversation. So I was probably trying to uh, defend himself. And this is a stupid thing that you have to defend yourself to your editor for that. True. I, I feel like that's where it was coming in. Ah, uh, I could, you're trying yeah. to not tell your editors like, hey, we're trying, we're not trying to make this political. But it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Because it probably because well because I know for for a fact in DC the issue is the is the editors and the higher ups. And that. Yeah, the writers are generally fairly like they want to do like everything. Yeah, and that's the editors. They're like, whoa, wait, you want to suggest you you want to do this? You want you want to suggest that these are people? And they're like, uh, I mean, they are. The editors are like, I don't know. That's debatable. They're like, it's not. It's not it at really, all. It really isn't. <laughs> We've had a lot of issues over that, proving that they're, they are people. Yeah, because we all are. <laughs> so Jon Stewart has become a major reoccurring character in the Green Lantern mythos. Within the DC Universe, he became the primary character of Green Lantern Volume 2 from issues one uh, number 182 through issue number 200. 
when Hal Jordan relinquished his place in the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, from 1984 to 1986, he continued to star in the book when the title changed to the Green Lantern Corps from issue number 201 to 224 from uh, from 1986 to 1988. So he gained a decent, like like he got big pretty quick. Oh yeah, I'll admit, like because when I think anytime I think of Green Lantern, this is the one I grew up with in the Justice League. And I was thinking, it's like. While Hal Jordan was the first, was not necessarily the first, but the kind of original for our generation. Yeah. He wasn't the big one. He yeah. wasn't the one that was in everything. Yeah, no, like, like yeah, John was the, John Stewart was the one that, like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> he, he's the one that all of us grew up with. Exactly. You mentioned Green Lantern, and that first thought in your brain is John Stewart. Yep. So he would also continue to make key appearances in Action Comics Weekly after the Green Lantern Corps cancellation in 1988. Uh, He would star in the comic Green Lantern Mosaic, which DC spun out of Green Lantern Volume 3 with a four-part storyline titled Mosaic, uh, issues number 14 through 17. DC would publish 18 issues of the ongoing Green Lantern Mosaic title between June of 92 and November of 93. So that's pretty good that even when your quote unquote your comic gets canceled, you're still making major appearances. Yeah. And ar- arguably, like, yeah, no, we'll get into it when we get into his in universe stuff and that, but he's had some insanely good appearances. And he's been a very prevalent Green Lantern character. <laughs> and that. So in uh, 2011, Jon Stewart starred in the new 52 relaunch of Green Lantern Corps alongside Guy Gardner and became the sole lead character of the title from 2013 until the series conclusion in 2015. Green Lantern Corps was replaced by Green Lantern, the Lost Army, which also stars Jon Stewart as the lead. My God, this guy is just like taking the spotlight. He, he really did. He's like, nope, this is my stuff now. It's it's one of those you wonder if the guy who pitched this character and that to the editors is just seeing back like, ha, told you. Right. <laughs> told you he'd do good. Follow me. I know the way. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. I am the Green Lantern now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, that's kind of what we got for real world. Let's get in universe and figure things out. So before we get in really into his real or in world stuff, we should note that we're kind of similar to when we did Hal Jordan. We're doing the New Earth version, so it's not the current one that is still going. This okay. ended in 2011. Okay. Which also, after looking at the two, there's like nothing really in his origin in the the, the current Prime Earth canon. Mm. So it it also made sense to go with New Earth. Fair, fair. Okay. But so, and we had to preface that because his origin does actually change. Um, so in New Earth, he is he starts as an architect who was selected by the Guardians of the Universe as Hal Jordan's backup after Guy Gardner was seriously injured in a disaster. Although Jordan objected after seeing that Stewart had a belligerent attitude of, to authority figures, uh, the Guardians stood by the selection. Jordan complied, recruited and equipped Stewart with a standard uniform, though Stewart flattered flatly refused to wear the domino mask and a power ring. Huh. Yeah. Slightly different because instead of being a Marine, he was an architect. Okay. Which is kind of what we all know him as though is the Marine. Yeah. Because it's kind of what he's 
kind of famous for. Exactly. Especially like, especially because of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. And that, that was like kind of the, a, the kind of a big part of the character. Too. Exactly. So it's really that, weird why he seeing was... his original not be that. But it also does explain like if any, any of you read the comics that he appears in why his constructs do the things and, they do. And look the way they do. And yeah. why. And I think we... I want to say it goes over a little bit throughout this, but it talks about like why his are so much stronger than everybody else because he builds them from the inside out like an architect would. Okay. So, yeah, no, his uh we we can't go into it late throughout as far as like why his constructs do the things they do. So, let's get into it. So, early adventures. How's it do find weird that he didn't want to wear the power ring at first? No, it wasn't that he didn't oh. want to wear the power ring. He didn't want to wear the mask. Oh, didn't want to wear the mask. That kind of makes sense. Okay, so early adventures. To Jordan, Stewart's first mission began badly with the uh, assignment of protecting a racist politician. Yeah, that's, that's not great. And Stewart ter- took advantage of averting an accident to embarrass him in the process. However, Stewart soon provided, uh, proved his worth when an apparent African-American assassin shot at the politician, but Seward refused to intervene with Jordan to move in response to the attack. And that's a hard spot to put him in. Though. Oh, yeah, but we also, in the next couple of things, we, we kind of learned <clears throat> why he did what he did. Okay. So, however, Stewart had good reasons for this apparent dereliction of duty when he stopped a gunman from killing a police officer in the outside parking lot at the event while Jordan was pursuing the decoy. Oh. Like, and as it says, an apparent assassin. Yeah. Like, someone was trying to set somebody up. Yeah. And trying to make it look race, like a race assassination. Okay. Full set, full on set up to uh, help with this senator's. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it, what's happening. When Jordan confronted Stewart for his actions, Stewart effectively explained the situation of the ruse and the fact that uh, the politicians staged it for political advantage. With that, ad- uh, with that adventure, Jordan concluded that Stewart was an excellent recruit after all. I mean, yeah, he's clearly picking up on things. He's looking. He's not just taking everything at face value. Right. He, he looked at the deeper... Stuff exactly problem solving, deductive reasoning, something you want in a in somebody that's in charge of law enforcement. Yep. So for some time, Stewart would occasionally fill in for um, Jordan as Green Lantern when Jordan was unavailable, including some missions of the Justice League. Okay. It's kind of cool that even before he actually joined the league, he would stand in for the other Lantern. Yeah, which uh, I feel like in a lot of the recent cartoon movies, they do kind of show them in each cartoon movie, kind of flip flopping which one's there. Yeah, which is kind of a nice touch, right? So the, the, they're not necessarily the permanent lantern of the. Yeah, it's just the whoever's available, whoever's in that sector is the yep. one. So after Jordan gave up uh, being Green Lantern, the Guardian selected Stewart to full-time duty. John developed a short-lived relationship with uh, reporter Tani Young, which ended when she responded to her newswoman instincts. Revealing John Stewart's identity on national television. So that's not a hard thing to do when you don't wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Grant, not like a domino mask really does a lot to hide your identity, but at least it's something. Right. But I mean, it also kind of feels like a, uh, like a, like a poor 
taste move. But it's also kind of what you get for as a superhero dating a reporter. True. You should true. know that stuff's going to happen because it happens to half of them. Right? Could Clark not have filled him in at all? I think he's the only one that's gotten away with it because he's a reporter too. True. True. And he did keep it secret from Lois for like ever. Exactly. So I think that's the only reason he got away with it. So seeing Stewart's hard time as a rookie Green Lantern, the Guardians assigned Katma Tui, uh, the Green Lantern of Planet Kragar, uh, to train him on Earth. They grew quite fond of each other during that time, and Katma even pretended to be human by changing her skin tone to match with John's dark tone. Uh, and John would fall in love with her. It didn't take long for them to start a romantic relationship, a bond which even the Guardians approved. Oh, nice. Which is, which is kind of a nice little touch, though. It's like, yeah. even your bosses like it. <laughs> it's also just nice to have the Guardians approve, because generally if the Guardians don't approve, it just creates so many complications. Oh, you're kind of screwed in the Lantern Corps if the Guardians don't approve of something. Right. So during the crisis, uh, so during the crisis, John was recruited by Harbinger and the Monitor, along with heroes and villains from many different Earths to fight the Anti-Monitor and his hordes of shadow demons. I mean, not a bad recruit to pick in that. Green Lanterns, oh, are, yeah. Green Lanterns in general, in that are also just good recruits because of their their powerhouses. Oh yeah, but I also like that he's the one that they picked, not one of the other Earth. Lanterns, which arguably knowing about the other lantern, I'd pick him hands down. Oh, all the yeah, time. like he's arguably, I'd say, the best. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, so when he returned to Earth, he went along with the rest of the Corps on a mission to stop newly appointed Guy Gardner and his squad of villains attacking Quartz Moon. During the battle, Tamar Ray uh, would die, passing his ring to John, who then passed his ring, uh, the ring that he was wearing, to his real original owner, Hal Jordan. Because, yeah, as we talked in Hal's story. He does give his ring to um, Stuart temporarily, so that way he had a ring. Okay. Mm, because I want to say his original was destroyed or something somehow. I think you you probably be would be correct with that. I think we do because we definitely talked about it much heavier in the How Dor- Jordan, in the Jordan episode. Yeah. Also, boo, boo, Guy Gardner. <laughs> Guy Gardner's got. Uh, I next to Hal, I'd say he's the worst Green Lantern. Because Hal had some issues, too. Oh, yeah. Which, anybody that's curious, go watch that episode. We do talk about it. So, after the Guardians retired from Oa along with the uh, Zemerans, John, Katma, and Hal led a branch of the Green Lantern Corps that settled on Earth. This group was formed by Kilowog, Salak, Chip. <laughs> best I could do with that one. I'm assuming Chip. Chip, to be honest, Arisia, and later Guy Gardner. (sighs) They settled on the Green Lantern uh, Citadel in California for some time, and during that period, John and Katma got married. Aww. I love a a little bit of a happy romantic ending. (laughs) Until things go south. I say it's romantic, but not a romantic ending. As we're about to get into. Oh, <laughs> great. So after the central power battery on Oa was destroyed, most Green Lanterns would lose their rings. John and Katma moved in, uh, moved from the Green Lantern Citadel to an apartment where they were roommates with Hal and Arissa. Or Arissa. Uh, one day, looking for Hal, Jordan, uh, Star Sapphire would sneak inside their apartment and slay Katma. See, that didn't take long for that happy ending to not become an happy ending. Holy cow. Also, Star Sapphire, I swear. 
<laughs> Hell hath no fury, right? Yeah. So uh, John Stewart was framed for her murder and other incidents caused by Hal Jordan. But since John's identity was public, he was accused of Green Lantern's actions. Hmm. Which unfortunately makes sense because he is the one they know is the Green Lantern. Yeah. If they can't prove that the other one that did the issues like Hal Jordan, if they can't prove he's the white guy, unfortunately, it's going to fall to the one they know who the name of. Boo. Boo Hal Jordan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not. I think we even said in the last, I'm not a fan of Hal Jordan. And that he's a yeah. problem maker for the, for the entire universe. He's just a problem maker. He really is. So John would get extradited to an African nation sent to jail. Hal Jordan would visit him and offered him his ring back, which was found between the rebels of Oa. Uh, John escaped prison and got involved with a, re- a resistance fighting against Arpthade? I have absolutely no idea. Epperthard? Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) We're just butchering that even worse. Hal talked some sense into him and stopped the Rogue Lantern from becoming a terrorist, and thus he flew off to the stars to think things through. Didn't we just talk about last episode about a guy that kind of went off on his own in in the stars? Yeah. Okay, I'm seeing some similarities between characters these, uh, this, with this, these two episodes. Absolutely nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so, in his cosmic odyssey, John was later recruited by Darkseid and Highfather to prevent the anti-life entity from consuming the universe. Weird to think that a Green Lantern got recruited by Darkseid. Also, I just find it funny that, Dar- that, that, that they had to recruit somebody else to help with that. Cause, right. Uh, it's like, what's the matter, Darkseid? Uh can't can't handle the thing you've been searching for for these past centuries clearly not <laughs> so he was in trust he was interested with the protection of the plant of the planet uh zenshi with martian manhunter as his partner led by his uh led by his arrogance john stewart sent the martian away considering he was out of his league and that Green Lanterns are trained to deal with just this kind of situation. Yes, the guy who's as strong as Superman and can read every person's mind on the planet and literally psychically break anybody in front of him isn't on your level. You know, it's that, it's that arrogance. Oh, that's it, definitely it's that human arrogance. arrogance. That's definitely human arrogance. Because immediately after, unbeknownst to him, the bomb was actually made of yellow material. Oh, no. Something he is useless against. <laughs> Number two pencils. So, what? <laughs> so thus, the bomb would be detonated, causing the destruction of Zanshi and the death of millions of inhabitants. God, you gotta love humans. Mm. We're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's so terrible. Why are we laughing? Okay. Because we're laughing at the arrogance of our own race. True. Our own species. I'm like, oh yeah, we're better than you. And immediately mess it up. (laughs) Right? That is a huge, that is completely a human thing to do and say. So consumed by guilt and shame, Stuart was about to end his life. Witnessing Witnessing his moment of crisis, Jean entered the room and encouraged the wretched man to commit suicide. But the Martians belittling only fueled Stuart's will to move forward. 
Because that's another amazing human trait. Oh, go kill yourself. No. Spite is an amazing fa- uh, motivator. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie that, like, I've seen that even brought up in a lot of, like, intergalactic when they deal with humans. They're like, they're like, honestly, humans are on a different level, not because they're stronger, not because they're smart. Just their pure spite of will makes yep. them a dangerous force. Because <laughs> I also love that we have that spite because in so many things, so many sci-fi entities, we are obviously the race that lasts the shortest time. Yeah. But everybody always looks to us because we are like, no, we're going to take advantage of this time. And in spite of knowing we are short-lived. It's because <laughs> we have so short of a time that we work so hard and yep. we're so spiteful. <laughs> we're, just angry, we're just angry little lab rats to the rest of the universe. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Powers and abilities. That's uh, kind of it for um, in-universe. Let's get into powers and abilities. So Green Lantern Ring uh, Mastery. Stuart's constructs are among the most powerful. The constructs he creates are never hollow with well-thought-out designs, which him being an engineer makes sense. Oh, I was like, it's perfect. Oh, completely. And he they've shown that throughout. Like, yeah, his, his constructs are insanely powerful i oh yeah also his engineer skill comes up i would like to just throw in one little fun fact there is a comic where he kind of takes out superman's vision because he's fighting superman superman's like i'm invulnerable what are you gonna do and him as an engineer he's like that's the thing about every building or every construct in that there's always a weak point and just straight up lasers in his eyes yep So, uh, architecture, John is an accomplished architect, having had a hand in building the new Hall of Justice and the JLA Watchtower, as well as rebuilding Coast City. He was also pivotal in renovating the estate of the last Wesley's Dodds into the GSA Museum. Hmm, that's cool. So, So he was very important with his architecture skills. Yeah. Justice League. Yeah, he was like, he was like kind of crucial. Yeah. Dang. So he's also, he's also good with firearms, hand-to-hand combat, advanced. John's a skilled athlete and hand-to-hand combatant. Indomitable will and leadership. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which you see a lot of in the cartoons. Oh, Even yeah. Even though there's a slightly different reasoning for it, but he still possesses it. Oh, yeah. In, in the comics and that, he's always been very... Yeah, very like this. This is a great character that because even though they changed his origin slightly, in that he still remained core to who he was. Oh yeah, and that now weapons: Green Lantern Ring, Indigo Lantern Ring. Ooh, former. Ah, it's a formerly, and Dark Star's Exo Mantle Armor. Formerly. So yeah, apparently he had this armor from the because he joined the Dark Stars while he didn't have a ring, mm, while God. the power or the the generator, the power battery was out. Um, he he kind of went out. He still tried to do stuff and went and joined another galactic force. Gotta say, this guy is not a quitter. <laughs> he really wasn't. He's gonna be that old. He's gonna be that old man in the retirement home. Like I can walk, and they're like, "Sir, please let us help you." I mean, he kind of was, as we see in part of our other media section, one of the shows he was in. <laughs> so, speaking of that, we'll move into his TV. Uh, so he was in Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, an episode of Static Shock, where, yes, he was that old man, like, oh, I'm going to keep going. I forgot about that. Uh, Young Justice and Harley Quinn. He is also referenced in Green Lantern, the animated series, and in the CW show Arrow. Nice. 
Um, in film, he, he appears in actually quite a large amount. Wow. Uh, he appears in Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Superman Red Sun, Teen Titans Go, and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse, and then Space Jam A New Legacy. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Yeah, he has a cameo in the back <laughs> with a very large amount of characters being a what, the way that Space Jam was designed. Fair. Um, so he was actually also supposed to appear in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but Warner Brothers and DC Films said it would conflict with their future plans for the character. Hmm. It really makes me wonder what the plans are since we still haven't seen or heard anything. Right? Also, just knowing how random and all over the place the DC verse seems to be right but from what I remember reading about that um, Martian Manhunter's appearance was supposed to be the Green Lantern oh so they slightly just tweaked the look okay so in miscellaneous he also appears in the comic book continuation of Smallville oh which I thought was kind of cool that's awesome heck yeah and then in video games, he appears in the Justice League Heroes, the Game Boy Advance game Justice League and Justice for All, and Justice League Chronicles, DC Universe Online, Injustice Among Us, Injustice Gods Among Us, and Injustice 2, Young Justice Legacy, um, Lego Batman 3, Batman Gotham, uh, Beyond Gotham, and then <laughs> Lego DC Supervillains. There for a second, it just started all running together. I'm like, I can't read this now. <laughs> That dyslexia, it's contagious. Right. And then Stewart is also a um, DLC alternate skin for Hal Jordan and is set to appear in the 2023 game Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. Which, that game looks awesome. <laughs> I am super excited for it. Same. Especially because you get play as the, as the Suicide Squad. I'm like, right. oh yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of want to be them and try to take on all the powerhouses of the Justice League. Right. Okay, so uh, that's it for this week's character. I guess a uh, question always on my mind. You a fan, Joker? Oh, God, yes. Being the one that we know the most, and honestly, out of all of them, the best Green Lantern. Right? I wish we could see more of him. Same. He's arguably my favorite one. I grew up watching Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and that he was the one I kind of grew up like idolizing as the Green Lantern. Yep. And just finding out more of these facts about him, like, dude. I'm a fan. Oh, heck yeah. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.